welcome to this Convincing Matters chat when Lorraine and Stu will discuss 100% mortgages, yes or no? Welcome to Convincing Matters with Lorraine and Stu. Join us for a chat about all things property. So, Stu, how are you, mate? I'm very good, Lorraine. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Thanks, love. So, uh, we've not actually done a little YouTube chat for a little while now for various reasons, but we thought we'd come back with a bang and Skipton have handed one on a, on a plate to us, haven't they, Stu? 100% mortgages, 100% loan to value, Stu. So, this Convincing Matters chat, 100% mortgages, yes or no? So, uh, for the benefit of the uh, anybody that's less than uh, age 50 watching this, Stu, um, what's 100% mortgage, first of all? Well, basically, if you're buying a property for £350,000, you can borrow £350,000. Amazing. Yes, so 100% loan to value, basically a mortgage product where the buyer doesn't have to put down a deposit. They presumably got to find their legal fees and their stamp duty land tax if any is payable, land reg, etc. But the good old deposit doesn't have to be put down. And Skipton Building Society, there's been a lot of uh, uh you know reporting in the media and and the uh well the mainstream media as well as the property press too hasn't there over the last couple of weeks 100% mortgages um you know particularly and exclusively to be fair to Skipton for current renters yes. so I mean just to quote from a financial reporter uh which I actually think is a, you know good source of this information and they are telling us that Skipton Building Society have launched this product stew as I say exclusively for current renters. It's a five-year fixed rate of 5.49% over a maximum of, here we go, 35 years. Uh, it's available to tenants who feel, and I quote, trapped in the rental cycle and are over the age of 21, subject to affordability and credit score, plus evidence of a minimum of a 12-month good track record rental history. And, of course, the big theory behind this particular product, Stu, isn't it, is the fact that uh, people are often, you know, say, well, I'm paying, you know, 800 or £1,000 a month, you know, rent, and I've paid it month in, month out. It would probably cost me less to get a mortgage. Why can't I get a mortgage? So that, I think, is the theory underlying the product i mean unsurprisingly financial reporter report that mortgage brokers think it's a great thing uh, course, and yeah. I say, to be fair to skipton it's a specific product aimed at a specific part of the market but um but what are your kind of initial observations for well, i mean product? when i look yeah when i looked at the skipton product um i did speak to a number of brokers that we uh we currently deal with and yeah you, you've outlined the main criteria um, that being that it has to be a 12-month assured shorthold tenancies and no other types. And you have to also evidence the payment that you're making in terms of the rent going out of your current account. And importantly, the amount of your uh, the amount of the rent um, must be on or more than the mortgage payment. So I think you know, Skipton are trying to protect themselves, but what concerns me is that. Yes, it's a good news story. Yes, it will probably generate you know, more people making mortgage applications. Yes, it would help first-time buyers. But of course, you know, we can't ignore the problems that arose back in sort of 2008-ish um, with the volume of 100%, you know, 100% mortgages, particularly Northern Rock, I think, were, were pushing. Uh, it wasn't just 100%, it was 110% 
can you believe even 120% you could borrow? Um, it's and when you think about it. It is extraordinary. And especially for the younger viewers, what's equally uh, as extraordinary is that at that point, a lot of the banks, and it's, it, you know, it wasn't solely because of these mortgage products, but some of the banks almost went bust at that time. And the government had to bail them out. Um, and, and, and Northern Rock in, in particular were a casualty. And they were, of course, the main um, perpetrator of you know, offering these kind of mortgages. But they carry absolutely enormous risk because of market conditions and purchase price fluctuations. And I've seen so much um, you know, gump over social media, uh, whether it be from estate agents, brokers, you know, um, expressing their delight at the news. Yes, 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 it is good in some circumstances, but you've got to be so careful. And, and the word that doesn't seem to be spoken about, or two words, is negative equity. And what happens, you know, when you uh, have a, a problem, maybe, you know, the market was to dip, the economy gets worse, all of a sudden you could be made redundant and you could end up with a property actually, you know, that has more borrowing than its value. Yeah, and I think the thing that is, risk too, is really important. It absolutely is, and uh, um, and again, you know, mentioned you mentioned the two thousand and eight crash, but you know, I'm uh, well, obviously, you know, my nan told me about this too, but you know, I, you know, I'm old enough to remember the property crash of the early nineties when I just qualified, in fact, just to just to you know just to let everyone know how old I am. <laughs> Um, and exactly the same thing happens. And I think what people forget, we have operated in this very, very, very strange bubble for the last yeah. three, four, five years when a lot of people have come into the conveyancing uh, a work arena during that time. Um, and it's so it's not fair to say, well, you know, you know, you're not old enough to remember this stuff. Well, I mean, of course they're not. But but I I completely agree with you that nobody and it's and it's always that thing that we say that, you know, we don't want to talk down the market. Of course we don't. But, uh, you know, an air of realism about this and, kind of, you know, what I've been thinking privately for a long time is that um, with the sort of exponential increase in property prices stroke values over the last few years, I mean, and interest rates in general being as low as they are. I mean, the, you don't need to be an economist to work out that, you know, property prices will come down and indeed are doing and interest rates will go up and indeed are doing. Uh, and similarly, you know, there was a significant property crash in the early 90s. And as you say, uh, a, a, you know, a lot of negative equity. Um, and what people forget is that, of course, the most aggressive part of that um, market in the equation in that scenario, of course, are the very lenders who've mm. sort of perpetuated the problem, arguably, by lending people too much money in the first yeah. place. Yeah. So, you know, if someone struggles with their with their mortgage payments, whether it's 100% mortgage or, or, or less, but, um, you know, if they can't pay, at the end of the day, the lenders aren't charities and they are going to repossess. And if they sell at a loss, you know, there we've got the negative equity or people are just trapped. So they continue to pay over the odds and they stay in a property that, as you rightly say, Stu, they can't move, they can't leave and move from because it's you know, the property would sell for less than they owe on it. Um, and I, what concerns me about this from the conveyancer's point of view, and of course we always have to remember the stuff that, you know, you and I would go banging on about that, you know, property lawyers, solicitors, licensed conveyancers, we are not qualified to give financial advice. We cannot give financial advice. And I would 
want to stress quite clearly we're not um but we can give generic comment and i do think conveyancers should be looking very closely at their sort of standard mortgage reports to to make Definitely. sure that these risks are really you know properly highlighted um and and that clients sort of understand that as the loan to values ratios creep back up possibly you know to 100 percent if you're a renter um that as you say and i think you i think you know conveyances should do it is that little sum shouldn't they you know buy for 250 borrow 250 you know next week the property is worth 220 uh mm -hmm. you've got you in negative equity uh, yeah. and i just think that's um i think that's a risk that conveyances need to be very clearly uh, uh, outlining to their clients and making. Do sure you think it's a, a strange time for this product to be released? I do. I really do. I, We're in on the cusp of, of not quite knowing where the market is. Um, I was surprised at the time, and I've always thought, I suppose, at one point, you know, during our careers, that it was inevitable that you know higher loan to value um, would, would come back in. I have to admit, I never thought I'd see a hundred percent mortgage. Realistically, I, I, I thought maybe ninety-five percent mortgages on a, on a rising market. Um, but yeah, I'm surprised at the timing of it because, of course, you know we're not out of the woods. We don't quite know where we are. You've still got the war uh, in Ukraine. You've still got you know interest rates rising. I would have thought it's a risky time to release the product. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Because, um, well, you know, again, financial reporter to give them that, you know, to, to, you know, to give them their due quotes, the uh, the CEO of home financing at Skipton. And of course, they are, I think, sort of quoting Stu, the very, uh, the very um, unusual set of circumstances that we find ourselves in, in that, you know, uh, cost of living crisis more generally, um, you know, uh, fuel costs, um, and the fact that people are just finding it almost impossible to get on the property ladder. And of course, quite frankly, um, a, a separate story, I suppose, really, is just the difficulty that some people are having, you know, even able to being able to rent a property. So yeah. you know, there's actually a whole there's a whole strata of people there that if they can't rent, they can't, you know, they can't access this property, this product. Yeah. So I my guess and it's no more than a guess. I have nothing to back this up other than my hunch is that other lenders are going to sort of push the envelope uh, and, and the loan-to-value rates will creep back up. But I yeah. think that what, what conveyances need to be doing is to be very alive to, to the risk. Because, of course, Stu, you'll remember um, that every time there's a property uh, crash, dip, whatever we want to call it, uh, and the lenders start to take a hit, um, it's yes. the, the good old insured conveyances that they're oh, going to be running after. Lorraine, you're a hundred percent, and this is where the, the the you know the the devil's in the detail. And what worries me is some of the conversations I've had with some um, certain estate agents, where they've actually um, gone on the theory that actually the length of the product makes it protective. When I said, "Well, what do you mean?" They said, "Well, in five years' time, the prices will hundred percent have gone up." You know. They might well dip initially, but they'll 100% um, go up uh, in five years and they'll probably be worth way more than the amount borrowed. So it won't be an issue. But of course, that's not, um, you know, not where we are. My worry is you take the mortgage and, of course, all of a sudden the economy or for whatever reason, personal circumstances change. Let's just say you get made redundant. You can't afford to pay your mortgage and the banks take possession. 
you're right. That's what happens to the client. But what happens to the conveyancer is when that bank takes possession of that property uh, and they are looking at a potential loss, the first person, literally the first person they will look at will be the lawyers that acted on their behalf. Absolutely. And the advice that was given to the client. And if that's not watertight, they will be looking at you in relation to those costs. Yeah, I think... And and I can remember um, we had a number of Northern Rock um, mortgages when they were in difficulty. And I can remember actually our files being called upon for auditing. You know, the bank actually asked for a copy of the file to audit them. Now, nothing ever came of it, luckily. Um, but, um, you know, who, who's to say that this time around, you know, it's years and years later, you know, the, the world's a different place, you know. Yeah, I, and I think what also a lot of, you know, our colleagues don't realise, Stu, is that some lenders, I would guess, a very significant proportion, they have departments whose only raison d'etre is to get hold of conveyancing files to go crawling through them when there's a problem with 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 the lending yeah. uh, to see whether you know we gave you know a, a supposedly incorrect well, or we not said it hundred advice and to give the to give the lender an, a wedge into the firm. Yeah, and we've said this a hundred times. I know, so we don't want to keep repeating ourselves. But you know, the client in those circumstances doesn't have any money. Okay, so you don't get blood out of the stone. But of course, what do the lawyers have? They have indemnity insurance. Yeah. Okay. That's why we become the easy target. I know we said it a hundred times before. I think that it's absolutely there will be. It's the thread that runs through really conveyance matters, actually, Stu. You know, we're you know, we're coalface conveyances, you in particular, you know, you've got the burden of these the, you know, the indemnity insurance. You you absolutely are at the coalface and understand what this means. And I find it pretty much every single training session I offer, I do say to somebody do remember that your firm is properly insured. You're the only, you know, you're the only person that's properly insured on all this. That's why yeah. somebody will have a go at you. And of course, the interesting thing I think about the potential negative equity thing, I say not to talk it down. I mean, I do actually quite admire Skipton for trying to come up with something to help a specific sector of the market. I mean, and fair play to them. I'm not criticising them per se for that at all. As you say, it's just the wider risks. But uh, but of course, interestingly, we we know that the lenders will have a pop at us. But to be fair, I think the consumer slash client is a very different beast today yeah, than it right. was in 2008 and 1991. And I think if anybody, uh, any client, any buyer, um, uh, you know, uh, ends up, you know, without a house or in negative equity, well, they too are going to be having a look at and, and pop at their firms, frankly, in a way that I think clients would not have done in 2008 and certainly not in 1991 yeah, but, but right. interestingly yeah. yeah and i interestingly Stu, and, and and you know funny enough when you said sort of you mentioned length of you know length of time what i wonder whether you were going to mention because i noticed the skipton product the um the duration the mortgage term is a maximum term of 35 years so of course you know what the lenders have started to do over recent years is is push the max the standard term from you know it's always been twenty five years for 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 the length of our careers too. But of course, what people don't realise is that really removes the wriggle room in the event of of the the you know the the borrower having a problem, because one of the options available and open to a lender if a buyer is in financial difficulty, a borrower is in financial difficulty, say, well, okay, you've got a 25-year mortgage, you know, well, we'll add a few years to the end of the mortgage to to ease the pain a bit now. 
But if somebody's yeah. already taking out a 35-year yeah. product, Stu, yeah. um, that, that flexibility sort of oh. goes, doesn't it? Or, or is massively, you know, reduced. But... Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm, you know, I, I wonder whether, you know, one of our friends from uh, London Money Brokers would, uh, you know, would, would like to come on and have a chat with us about this, um, uh, because I think it's interesting. I, you know, I think there's quite a lot of differing views out there, but I do think, as you say, Stuart. From, from my, my, my position is, um, I don't want to sort of, you know, pour scorn over the whole the whole thing. There, there are good, you know, news vibes about the products. It will help. A number of people and plenty will probably benefit from it my concern is everybody understanding the risk yeah that's that's my kind of um point that i suppose that i would you know really want to get across and from what i've seen being reported nobody's talking about that risk nobody's talking about negative equity so i don't mean to kind of put people off and i'm certainly not saying that this is a bad thing um totally in general what I'm saying, and, and my point is always that, you know, does everybody purely, you know, really understand the, the granite detail of the offer and what it means in numerous different circumstances? Yeah, well, and also, Stu, perhaps to conclude this session, but uh, this chat, but, uh, but of course, um, I suspect, again, that the chains where we have somebody who's getting 100% mortgage, they are more likely to be simultaneous is because, of course, there's no deposit on offer. Yeah. So yeah. you know, if if a buyer who's getting a hundred percent mortgage defaults, well, of course their seller is entitled to the ten percent under the contract. You've pinched, it's your point. You've pinched my final. Point. <laughs> Sorry. And, and that and that that was going to say those that don't you know didn't live through that previous time um, wouldn't know. But we were exchanging. Or we were we were faced with the conundrum that do we exchange contracts on a nil deposit? Do we exchange contracts on the deposit being the value of, say, stamp duty legal fees, uh, language street fee, um, or do we actually do it simultaneous because the money is not available? And it's very different, you know, being at the bottom end of the chain because you have to explain to the client that actually your liability could be the whole chains. Um, but again, you potentially might have somebody that doesn't have any money because why would they be getting this mortgage product if they had more money in the first place yeah, they don't. so if you're then second up third up in this chain mm. okay, and you have assets or you know you have equity in your property you still have a contract made between a, a buyer and a seller and you could still be defaulting your point may be to go back to your buyer but of course if your buyer doesn't have any money you yeah. are faced with a potential conundrum that you know the lengths we had to go all those years back to explain this um, was quite something. So, you know, it brings all of that back into the arena. It absolutely does. And I bet you that somebody would jump on social media and say, well, well, Stu and Lorraine, you're talking a load of old rubbish. You know, we did loads of simultaneous exchange and completions during COVID and it was all marvellous. Well, I'd just like to remind people that COVID was just an extraordinary Time. A difficult, and, yeah. you know, window of, of absolute, you know, in extremist circumstances. And everybody during COVID was was working to, uh, you know, desperately try to make those moves happen. And that that pressure, that time, that very bizarre bubble that we were all in, we're not in that anymore. Um, and, you know, we both know from bitter experience that if somebody, if, if an entire chain decides to move a week on Friday... You know, and there's some git in the middle that just says, 
doesn't matter. You know, we, we have no contract and, and everybody's got lots of yeah. lots of costs, lots of expense, lots of inconvenience and no binding contract. And that's, as you quite rightly said, conundrums a really good word. Yeah. And, and also in this market, a market potentially where, and I use the word potentially, prices of properties may fall. Giving, giving people the, the, the right to re-offer or to pull out if you're doing it simultaneous. And people's personal circumstances, while the economy is as it is, are more, let's just say, risky than, you know, in good times, shall we say. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, well, there's a, you know, there's a, I hope we've sort of come about. back with a bit of a bang there, Stu, really, because, uh, you know, there's certainly a lot wrapped up in that uh, in that one headline, really. So, um, well, let's see if, as I say, one of our lovely broker friends wants to come on and chew the fat with us, because um, I would be, you know, I'd be interested to get the more positive view. But what I think we're both advising our lovely compliance colleagues or suggesting is, remember, suggestions, not advice, um, is, uh, you know, urge caution, make sure your firm's reports are, you know, bulletproof and that your clients understand the risk. Most definitely. Excellent. All right, Stu. Well, I'll see you very soon, mate. You take okay, care. Right. Take care. See you soon. Bye.